0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, are you team offense or team
1: defense? Which side of the BYU football team will be number one? We go two-on-two with emerging offensive stars Squally Canada and Micah Simon. Hear them gush about each other. Sort of. Plus, Greg Rebell back in Studio B to preview the debut
0: of his show Behind the Mic and BYU Football Picture Day superlatives.
1: Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. Football month continues.
0: BYU Sports Nation, live right along with it. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jason, I got to welcome Jerem to August yesterday but since this is the first time we're doing the show together this week and in the month of August, welcome to August 2nd. Thank you so much. I cannot believe it's
1: August. Football month. NFL preseason games. Didn't we just stay up late for New Year's Eve, literally? I mean, like it just seems like that was like three weeks ago. Yeah, you should listen
0: to Greg Rebell tell you his discourse on time and why it feels like things move faster
1: and are shorter. Or maybe you were in that conversation at one point. Here's the deal. I just rewatched Interstellar. So any conversation about time <laughs> slowing down or speeding up, I am all into right now. I promise you, it is Wednesday, August 2nd, according to our
0: calendar. Wherever and however you're dialed in, it's great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the aforementioned Jason Shepard, who also sidelines as a glamour shots
1: photographer. Spencer, it's all about the lighting. Yes. It's yes, all it about, is, you know what, here's... the backlight, so you, <laughs> so you can see that huge hair illuminated. Yeah. So Like, like this is a typical... I'm gonna look right in this camera. Th- this is like a typical glamour shot. First of all, you have to you have to imagine that like my hair is completely like uh like frizzed out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like like just big, okay? Photoshop this, please, but then, somebody. But, but then you, you know, like wanna Yeah, yes, hand on the yeah, chin. Yeah, yeah, hand on the chin, zoom in. Yeah, yeah. But see, but it's not just the hand on the chin, it's like this awkward kind of That's <laughs> the best smile you have ever produced. Hey, by the way, like in our in our little uh, open teas, I did like the the motion of like taking a picture. Yes, I just realized there's probably a lot of people watching this show that have no idea what what's that happening. Is. Yeah, what what what? Is they the would world? understand if yeah. I did this. Yeah, you hold up your phone and you push <laughs> oh, the button.
0: What? Like long gone are the days where They're you like, actually have to hold a what, camera. What this? and push
1: <laughs> click. <laughs> like. 10 years ago seems like an eternity, right? Pity how time flies. Yeah. Oh Remember when grief. we took pictures with film in yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the
0: Polaroid cameras. <laughs> like, they come out. Instant? The instant. Out, the the instant Polaroid, Polaroid Instamatic thing? Good
1: grief. Man. So, it's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah. I just realized that that glamour shot's probably going to be a uh, freeze frame of me for a long time. Like, you have the St. Mary's face. Uh huh. That may be mine. Hey, make it your uh, Twitter avatar. <laughs> in fact, do it all across all your social media. Media platforms. Let's go. Uh,
0: The reason we're talking about this, it's Picture Day for BYU football. Once a year, the guys get to look tough and cool, right? Yeah, we make them look super awesome. Well, we're going to put a spin on that today with some Picture Day superlatives. Do not miss it. I'm looking forward to that. It's coming up in about 35, 40 minutes. BYU football Picture Day superlatives. What do we need to do now? The headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. For those counting, today marks day six for BYU football training camp. After practice, the team heading over to the indoor practice facility to a number of stations for the aforementioned
1: annual photo day. Say cheese, boys. <laughs> Sporting News released their college football bowl prediction list. They have BYU facing Pittsburgh in the Independence Bowl. Hmm, that makes sense. On December 27th. That's the
0: second time we have seen the Independence Bowl, but I'm pretty sure it's the same writer, Bill Bender, right?
1: Are they just connecting dots that don't need to be connected because BYU is independent? Well, you know, like, oh, this would be fun. Independence bowl, they're independent. See what I did there? Really it comes down to which conference can't
0: fulfill all of yep. their bowl tie-ins. And every year there are a few conferences that can't get like their eight or nine teams to all those bowl games. So that, BYU will step in somewhere, but that'd be fun, huh? BYU absolutely. Pitt, rematch of the season opener in nineteen eighty four. Independence bowl. Let's go. Jamal Williams took first team reps with the Green Bay Packers during practice yesterday. Apparently, he got to practice safely on that uh, miniature bike he that's borrowed. It's a, a great
1: tradition they really have. Is. That's an awesome Very tradition. Very
0: cool. Uh, elsewhere, Cy Tautu, waved by the New Orleans Saints. We wish the best of luck to Cy as he pursues his football
1: career. And to baseball, Jacob Brugman went one for four with a run scored in an Oakland A's loss to the San Francisco Giants last night. Brugman currently on a four-game hitting streak. The A's will host the Giants again tonight, ten fifteen Eastern time. How cool is that?
0: BYU baseball represented once again in the major leagues. And not just represented, but Jacob Brugman is hitting the ball and making web jams, great making an impact, plays. Like he is helping the Oakland A's on a regular basis. boy Bruggy. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. Brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Offense. Defense defense, offense. Yeah, we're super innovative today. But really, think about it. After what you've heard through five days of BYU football training camp, also combining what has been discussed at length, almost ad nauseum, over the summer, and really since the day after BYU played in the Poinsettia Bowl, what do you think about BYU football when it comes to the two sides of the ball competing? But let's pit them against each other
1: with our Twitter question. Which side of the football will perform best in 2017, offense or defense? Now, if you were to
0: ask people this three months ago, I'm pretty sure that 90% of BYU Sports Nation would say, oh, it's defense. Look at the linebackers coming back, Fred Warner, Butch Powell, Francis Bernard. The secondary is super deep. Uh, the safety position is really strong. And they'll help the defensive line who are young grow into it. But the offense has all sorts of question marks. Who are the wide receivers? How do you replace Jamal Williams? Will the offensive line be good? Can Tanner Mangum break out of the funk that he was in in the Poinsettia Bowl? Which I think is a total knee-jerk reaction. It was raining. Come on. He's a different He's quarterback. A, he was in a in a
1: downpour. Yes, okay,
0: a different quarterback. But still, like that. that is the knee-jerk reaction. That's a very real thing. So, now five days into camp, we've been hearing about Oh, Tanner Mangum looks really sharp. Kalani Satake saying things like, he's slinging it, bro, all over the field. He looks really good. Hey, Ty Detmer said the wide receivers ahead of the game. Not to mention the tight ends. Yes. Matt Bushman, Moroni Tau Tanner Baldery, Hunter Marshall getting some good run. Bentley Handshaw's made some nice catches in that tight end group. They look really good. We heard Blaine Fowler gush about that. We've seen tweets all over the media about how good the tight ends are, and this is the return of Pitta and George and Johnny Harleen, right? So now people are like, okay, well, maybe the offense is going to be special. So maybe I lean towards that direction. What do you think, BYU Sports Nation? Which side of the football on August 2nd are you prognosticating that will be better in 2017? First tweet in from at Greg Rosenhan. Defense will have the best performance. But the offense will have the most improvement, fewer dropped-slash-bad passes,
1: and more total yards. I I agree with that. I I agree with what Greg said. I I am going with the defense, but I absolutely agree with Greg that... Most improvement from the offense. Yes, that the offense has the capability of making the most improvement. But again... For me it's it's defense and it, it really boils down to a case of the known versus the unknown. We know more about this defense and its capabilities than we do the offense. But isn't that fun though? So oh, if you yeah. pick offense it's like I'm I'm rolling the dice. Yeah, exa- well, I mean here's and I'm not saying that by the end of the season we may look back and it could be the offense. But I think right now we know far more about what the defense is capable of than we do the offense. There's just too many unknowns. There's more depth on defense. You mentioned all secondary, how deep that is. Linebackers, we know how good. Well, the, defensive, the line defensive line has been well complemented early. In yes, camp. They, they are very pleased with the depth at every position, regardless of the position. Guys that come in, they expect to produce at a very high level. And, and quite honestly, watching this team practice, the, the word that just keeps coming to mind defensively is swagger. This defense just has a swagger about them. They know what they have, and based on what they did last year, what they can accomplish this season. So by the end of the year, like I said, it, you may look back and say it was the offense, which, which certainly has potential to do good things. But right now, I believe the defense will perform best in 2017, which, by the way, brings us to our stat of the day. Ah, uh, yes. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Last season, BYU's defense, thirty-fourth in the country in total defense. Offense, in case you were wondering, seventy-first. Which plays offense.
0: into that first tweet we had from at Greg Rosenhan, right? Defense yes. will have the best performance, but logistically speaking, numerically speaking, the offense has more room for improvement. Absolutely, right? because yes. they were seventy-first last year. We'll see. I'm with you. Like I'm going to go with what seems like the guarantee, right? The guys that have experience, that are flying around with energy and confidence and letting the offense know about it in training camp when they're getting (laughs) through that offensive line and disrupting things in the backfield. So, yeah, I think that the defense will be consistently the best-performing side of the ball. But I will tell you why people will lean towards the offense as this season progresses, because it's just flashier. It's just flashier, and people love offense. And if Tanner Mangum has a 4,000-yard passing season, we ask this question again at the end of the year, right? and there are going to be a lot of people saying, oh, it was the offense. They totally exceeded my expectations. They had the better, they had the better year. It just all
1: depends on how you define best or better. Well, if, right? you, if you look what offensively the team did, like, and just the numbers, just the receiving numbers alone, Nobody had that breakout year, you know, in terms of wide receivers. No, the, the pass game just was not there. So you're right. The offense wasn't designed no, to be it, a pass game. It, it heavy was not. Game. It was not. I agree with you 100%. But, but I, I, we keep going back to, to Greg's tweet. There, there is so much room for improvement, but we still don't know. We still don't – can they make that big leap? I think we all believe that the talent is there. The potential is there for this offense to be very, very good. How many times have we heard the coaches talk about the fact that – I mean, Ty Depper said it first. Then the very next practice, Kalani uh, Sataki said the exact same thing. You, go, you don't know these wide receivers yet, but you, you will. will. You will. You will. Like, they're confident in the skill level that is there.
0: They will become household names, I yes. believe is how Ty Detmer phrased it. Let's keep it rolling on the Twitter machine. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Answer today's question, which side of the football team will perform best in 2017, the BYU offense or BYU defense? Now to your tweet. It's winter time. At Hot Wings 85. No deal. Special teams. I wondered if somebody was going to
1: say special teams.
0: We will have some returns for touchdowns and some blocked punts. Maybe we'll even run a fourth and a oh. mile play. Hey, oh. hey yellow, that's a yellow card. That's yellow, yellow card. That's dangerous. Come on, man. Come on, fourth close. and. A, I know you went fourth and a mile, but don't act like you didn't know what you are doing. That's your warning, okay? If I hear that again, I might do something super drastic. At B-Royal Blue Kook. I'm going to hashtag blue goggle this. Go against history and say offense. I think BYU has an explosive offense and will take some pressure off of the defense. What is an explosive offense? Well, I think that we 4, will see. 4,000 passing sh- yards from Tanner Mango would be I explosive. Think that, I think that we will see shades of an explosive BYU offense during game number one, which, oh, by the way, is how many days away? Countdown to the Vikings. 24 days. Three days and three weeks. 24 days. Until BYU football returns to Lavelle Edwards Stadium on August 26th with a 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Mountain Time kickoff on ESPN against the Vikings of Portland State. That makes me so happy. Yes, it's great. Watching football in late August, and we will all overreact to the offensive fireworks and the defense Against Portland State, but it's just fun. Just embrace it. There's nothing wrong with that. If that's the way it goes down, enjoy. Coming up, two on two with Squally Canada, the number one running back, and Micah Simon, an emerging receiver. Hear them gush about each other, kind of. But first, our resident Canadian Greg Rebell, the radio voice of the Cougars, joins us in Studio B. Stay with us.
1: BYU Sports Nation is presented by The BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
0: BYU Sports Nation is simulcast worldwide on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation is rolling right now on Twitter, hashtag BYUSN. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation to answer our Twitter question today. Which side of the football team will perform best in 2017, offense or defense?
1: We were just talking about this. It is a very big day. hmm Mm-hmm. It is the debut episode of Behind the Mic with Greg Rubel on BYU Radio. We're all looking forward to this. It's a weekly one-hour show, Wednesday evenings, eight p.m. Eastern Time. Do not miss it tonight. You are actually going to make an appearance on the show, right? Yes, and I hope to gain a
0: return invite at some point after <laughs> this first performance. We'll see. We'll see. Join us eight Eastern, six Mountain Time. Going to be great stuff tonight. Greg Rebell behind the mic. And speaking of that man in Studio B, to bring the heat before you really bring the heat tonight.
2: You know, you'll be the answer to a trivia question. Really? Who was the first guest on Behind the Mic Yeah! With Greg
0: go. Let's so, go, man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> tonight, sure right out of the, right out the shoots right.
2: at 6, 8 o'clock Eastern, it's Spencer Linton tonight. So uh, Spencer followed by BYU AD Tom Holmo and former BYU tight end current administrator Chad Lewis. That's tonight's lineup.
1: You're going to end up on one of Greg's Cougar quizzes. That that question, who was the first guest on Behind the Mic, that's going to be on the
2: Cougar quiz. Well, it just when, might be.
1: That's when you make it. <laughs> it's a BYU personality
0: ready to show up on the Cougar quiz.
2: That'll be fun tonight. Looking forward to it. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Get us going, and uh, I, I think people will enjoy it. Uh, Wednesdays, 6 to 7, Mountain, 8 to 9, Eastern. Uh, an hour of Cougar Sports Conversation. Again, the format will generally be uh, somebody from BYU TV Sports to join me out of the blocks, and then a couple of feature-length interviews with somebody kind of current and somebody from back in the day. We call it Catching Up with the Cougars for our, for that uh, third interview segment, and we'll do it uh, every Wednesday for an hour and uh, hope people tune in. Yeah, I love it because it, it fills
0: a niche that really isn't filled right now. Like, I, people love nostalgia and remembering – these former Cougars, where they are, what they're doing, and, and the things
2: that they're accomplishing. So, I'm you know, yeah. looking forward to that. We'll, we'll kick around the current stuff and we'll go back in the day. It'll be fun. Yeah.
0: Love it. Okay. Now to the current stuff with BYU football. Into it's called Fall Camp, but it's not technically fall. So,
2: I just call it Training Camp. Yeah.
0: I'm kind of with you. Yeah. With the whole NFL thing, the seasons, like you can call it training. Yeah. Camp,
2: okay. BYU football. NFL training guys camp. are doing it. And we're doing it. Let's call it Training Camp. Okay. Yeah
0: who is the byu football training camp mvp in 2017 thus far
2: i hope you don't consider it to be a cop out but i'm going to say that depth is the mvp Ooh. so far i think byu's deep at a lot of really important spots and i think through the through the first week of camp uh, I've seen a lot of guys be able to play a lot of spots and and to me that's that, that's maybe the early indicator of where this team might end up. Whether it's running back or tight end or wide receiver, I think there's eight solid right now to play ten on the offensive line. Linebackers Fred and Butch and and Francis get all the pub, but they haven't needed to play a ton of reps, and the guys behind them play really well. Uh, and in the secondary, we've heard this uh, you know the defensive coaches talk about where they feel they're lined up right now at safety and one and two and three and maybe even four deep sometimes. And so to me, just how many guys can play and are able to play right now, and give the coaches a level of comfort. I haven't even touched the D line. So many D line, D linemen. I think can play already. And I, I mean, right now, I, I'll bet you Coach Tuiaki thinks he's got ten that he could, that, that, wow. that he could play right now. A solid two deep, and then a, another tackle and another end. A solid ten, and there are more than that on the field right now. Um, so, so to me, that's maybe the early MVP. Is just how. Uh, how well-equipped they appear to be one and two deep and beyond at at, at a number of spots on the field.
1: All right, you went with depth, and depth was one of the factors I used to answer our Twitter question today, which is which side of the football will perform best in 2017? I said defense, and I used depth as one of my factors. How would you answer that question? Which side of the football do you expect?
2: Well, you know, absolute uh, you know projections aren't necessarily my strength or in my wheelhouse. I'm more of a narrator than a predictor, I think, when it comes right down to it. Uh, And and so I'm I'm going to say – This team will be good if all three facets contribute to wins uh, over the course of the season, as was the case last year. But, you know, let's remember, BYU outpoints Toledo 55-53. That's a game where Eliza Tuiaki says, offense, thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Then after that game, BYU didn't allow any more than 28 the rest of the way and allowed 21 or fewer in seven of the last eight. So the defense really picked up steam toward the end of the year. But in the first month, too, BYU was losing and or winning games in the teens. I mean, mean, the defense was was solid, I thought, kind of start to finish last year with a first-year coordinator, but yet the offense had to win games here and there. And let's not forget... Kickers had two game winners last year. Two of the two of the nine wins came on last plays of the game or last kicks of the game. Uh, Oldroyd against Arizona, and then Almond, I think, against Toledo. Right, fifty-five, fifty-three. So every side of you know all, all three sides, of the ball can say we don't get to nine without you know us maybe having the big moment or the key moment. So instead of saying offense or defense, I want to make sure that special teams gets acknowledgement and realizing that uh, there there will be games in which we say. You know, that was the more dominant side or phase, and BYU wouldn't have won the game without that group. But uh, as much as the defense is stocked and loaded and expected to be kind of the anchor of this team, uh, we've already seen uh, that, that you know, Tanner Mangum and the tight ends and the wideouts and the backs and the solid O-line coming together show that they're not to be forgotten. And, uh, and you know, regardless of tossing about numbers as to what's going to be a successful season for the offense or not, uh, I, I I don't think that there will be a, a, a time this season where we just go, man, the, the offense isn't there. They're going to be there. Uh, and they had to be there at times last year, and they really were.
0: I know that people, and I saw this on Twitter, when you brought up that 4,000-yard passing season for Tanner Mink, and people were like, whoa, 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 slow down. But the more I thought about that, 14 games, this is going to be a bowl team. Like, BYU is going to go to a bowl game. I, <laughs> It's going to happen. Okay, So they will play 14 games. That's 285 yards passing a game. Is it really that far fetched to think that Tanner Mangum could pull something off like
3: that?
2: Well, my, my recollection was last week. It was kind of like what what would be a sign that the offense is kind of really humming or really? Yeah, yeah. And, and I threw that number out as if yeah, if the, the offense is really clicking especially trying to make up so many lost rushing yards with some passing yards, that would be a number. I'm not going to be disappointed, nor should anyone hold that number over anyone's head. It was just a number to say, yeah, if this thing is really humming and really cooking, that's probably where they could get to. And, and you know, you, you look at, you know, Phil Steele's projections – he has BYU uh, passing for 4,000 and change just based on his, whatever his number, whatever system kicks out his numbers. Well, how about that? He says they're going to be in that range with 14 games. I think they, I think he has them averaging 301 yards a game passing, something like that. So, But regardless, of, it's just a number, and it would just be an indicator that this thing is really cooking with gas. I'm not going to hold it out over anyone's head or say they have to hit this or it's a bummer if they don't because yards, whether passing or rushing, are secondary to points and wins and it's just how you get the wins, and I don't really care how it comes. I just know that when you lose the number one and number five all-time rushing leaders in BYU history, those numbers may not be on this year's roster right now, Uh, and so we expect there to be a more productive passing attack. And with a guy like Tanner Mangum throwing it, why would you not expect that kind of thing? Far
0: too much logic happening. Well,
2: I I just expect there to be a (laughs) a, – whether or not it's it's Ty's uh, intent – there will probably be a bit of a shift in balance in terms of total production, just based on who you've got doing the things uh, he's going to be calling. Uh, But again, numbers secondary to wins. And that's all that really matters right now. Yeah. What's been
1: uh, the most surprising thing that you've witnessed through five days
2: of training camp? Maybe, uh, J.J. Wigway catching a pass. <laughs> I didn't expect him to be wearing number 96 in camp, but there he was trotting out in the second or third day, switching to 65 for a 96. That was kind of interesting to see. Yeah, I was like, who's, who's 96? We all who's, 96? Like, who's 96? Yeah, uh, and, and whether it's surprising or impressive, uh, Red Almond's leg just looks like it has more thump to it right now. It sounds different coming off the foot. I think he's got more length. And, and for a BYU team that really hasn't had a tactical kicking weapon, from you know longer range in quite a long time, I think that 's a positive sign that he was really booming some kicks in the early days of camp, and I think he 's really embraced the starting kicker role and It just looks like he 's better and stronger and, the, and and the ball is traveling farther off his foot. Now, time will tell in games, but uh, it 'd be nice to to have that sense that once you get inside the forty we 're thinking about points one way or the other um, it 's just been so long i think it 's been eleven years since BYU's had a 50-yard field goal in a game. And, and not that Rhett will be that guy this year or there will be a lot of those kinds of field goals, but that's, that's kind of what's been missing from BYU special teams for the decade or so is, is that real long-range weapon. Maybe it's here this year. Maybe it doesn't come till next year or beyond. But I, I think Rhett looks longer and sounds longer so far this year.
0: That sounds like a Cougar quiz question. Who was the last BYU kicker to boot a 50-plus-yard
2: field And goal? it was Jared McLaughlin against Air Force in 2006. Well,
1: so if, say if the, he does ask that question, make sure you come back
0: and yeah, the
2: answer. Yeah, your
1: fault if you. Yeah. I don't, uh,
0: don't get that one right. And the by the way, if
2: you were to say, you know, if you were to get people like, you know, five or six kickers to pick from, Jared McLaughlin has immediately become the guy that you think about, but that was him uh, a long, long time ago.
0: Yeah, it yeah. has been a real I
2: wonder. Long time. I've often wondered if you go to if you were to go back ten years, how many FBS teams don't have at least one fifty-yard field goal in that time? Not sure what the number but BYU is one of those teams.
0: Man, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Will it be Red Almond? And he's coming off a
2: pretty solid season when you look at the numbers. And not that it has to be him or this year. Just you know, something. If you if you just feel comfortable in the forties of getting points, that's a big difference. I think last year maybe his long might have been thirty-seven, if memory serves. Um, but yeah, it's just a weapon. Yeah,
0: and I believe Jake Oldred kicked a 42-yarder against Utah.
2: Right. He, in fact, it might have been his last. Was it his last game? Before I think it might have been one of his yeah. last games before yeah, he kind us. of got shelled for the season. But again, kickers won games last year for BYU too, so let's not forget those guys.
0: Kickers yeah. are people too. Johnny Linehan is smiling. Johnny Linehan is right happy now. right now. Yes. <laughs> We've been talking a lot about football for obvious reasons, but I know that you've you've hung around some BYU basketball practices because. That starts up in November. We're not that far away from basketball either. If you had to pick a top story for BYU basketball right now or a headline, what would it be?
2: I think style of play and versatility – Uh, And I've hammered the theme of depth already today, but I I would say I I, I think there's more quality depth on this year's BYU roster. And uh, I I think we're going to see a different looking team than the one that ended last season. Uh, Very almost prototypical in terms of inside out last year. Uh, It'll look different, I think, from the way BYU ended uh, the 2016-17 campaign in a really positive way.
0: We also should probably ask you about BYU women's
2: soccer, but we're
0: out of time. So we will do that. The,
2: not but the, and, and that's day one of practice for them today. I was just, I was just out of Southfield a short time ago. They're going, they're rolling. They got 2 days and they'll be playing before you know it. So
0: Yeah, blue yeah. and white game on Saturday for BYU women's yep. soccer. The voice of the Cougars on BYU Radio, Greg Rebel, with us in Studio B. Okay, tradition, roll the Canadian national anthem. It's time for A- cool thing about Canada.
2: And to pat you on the back, the TV voice of BYU women's soccer, Spencer Linton. Thank you. So we'll we'll be teaming up a lot this year. We'll see each (laughs) other down down the press table a lot this season. So uh, a cool thing about Canada, uh, the BYU wide receiving core historically has at the top one or two guys in most every category, Cody Hoffman, Austin Collie. okay? Cody Hoffman's currently playing in the CFL. And Austin Colley was born in Canada when his dad was playing in the CFL. So the country of Canada has a connection to some of BYU's most prolific wide receivers. And then you throw in the fact that the guy currently tutoring BYU's wide receivers is a CFL Hall of Famer as one of the most prolific ever receivers in the Canadian game, Ben Cahoon. So wide receivers in Canada, like this. <laughs> yeah. don't,
0: don't deny it, people. Canada is a cool place. Ben Cahoon, I never would have made that connection.
2: Who knew? CFL legend, CFL legend, really. I mean, one of one of the best all timers in that country. Receptions, receiving yards, hundred yard seasons, Hall of Famer. Now, people think he he was born in Canada because he he was actually born in Ogden while his Canadian parents were going uh, to BYU and uh, ended up moving to Canada soon and spent a lot of his life in Canada. But uh, he was actually born in the States, went to Canada, came back. Of course, great player at BYU, legend at the CFL. Wow.
1: And Cody Hoffman was at practice the other day. Yes,
2: he, he was. He was on a day off. In yes. fact, I, I was wondering why he was there because he's playing for Ottawa, but he was just chilling and uh, visited uh, campus and was at practice, and he's back, uh, back with the Red Blacks and uh, playing for the uh, CFL's Ottawa Red Blacks now. Very yeah.
1: cool. Very cool. That is a cool thing about camp oh my goodness
0: so much there greg thanks for the time don't forget eight eastern six mountain time tonight the debut of greg Rebel behind the mic it's going to be a loaded show thanks greg
2: and i'll see you on the radio tonight
0: yes i will be there all right which side of the byu football team will perform best in 2017 offense or defense send in your tweets hashtag byusn we're two on two with squally canada and micah simon next Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast nationally on BYU TV. It's picture day for BYU football. We will have our superlatives chronicling some of the best yearbook photos from BYU football coming up in about ten minutes. By the way, we are on demand anytime, anywhere you feel like it.
1: If you missed yesterday's, by the way, season debut of After Further Review, you are in luck. You can catch the rebroadcast of AFR immediately following this show at 1 p.m. Eastern.
0: Yeah, the 1996 Pigskin Classic, 41-37, dramatic last-minute win by that 96 team that won 14 games. It started off against the 13th-ranked Texas A&M
1: Aggies. It was a fun season.
0: At that then, was a great At season. then Cougar Stadium, but now Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Man. Jerem Jordan, and I teased him about this yesterday, and I teased him about it a number of times, wore maroon to that game. <laughs> how does that happen? How does that happen? And how do you do that? All good. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines as you ponder that. Today, day six of BYU football training camp. After practice, the team will say cheese for the camera. It's the annual photo day. wonder what they'll have on the back of their jerseys. Oh, don't, don't, Remember even, that day? don't even. Remember that day? Remember that day? That was a weird day. The Twitter explosion oh my gosh. of tradition spirit honor was something that no <laughs> BYU fan will ever forget. I will never forget
1: that afternoon. <laughs>
0: what did Bronco Mendenhall say? He's like, it's, it's kind of like one of those ideas you get for your anniversary, and you're like, yeah, my wife's really going to like this. And then you get to it, and you're like, Oh, no. She hates it. <laughs> this is terrible. This is the worst
1: idea ever. It was just such a weird afternoon. It happened. Weird afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Sporting News released their college football bowl prediction list. They have BYU facing Pittsburgh in the Independence Bowl on December 27th. Jamal Williams taking first
0: team reps during practice yesterday for the Green Bay Packers. Elsewhere, Saitautu. to
1: waved by the New Orleans Saints. Jacob Brugman went one for four with a run scored in an Oakland A's loss to the San Francisco Giants. Brugman currently on a four-game hitting streak. He and the A's will host the Giants again tonight, ten fifteen Eastern. At least Jerem Jordan
0: wasn't wearing maroon when we did our two-on-two all-access training camp interview with not one but two emerging offensive stars for this BYU football team in 2017. The number one slated running back, according to Reno Mahe, Squally Canada and emerging wide receiver coming off a redshirt year, Micah Simon. We are two on two with a pretty entertaining interview, a couple of outspoken guys. Let's go. What's better than one entertaining, outspoken offensive player to talk to? How about two?
3: Micah You're Simon. used to one on the set with me. And Squally yeah. Canada. Yeah, we've we've doubled up
0: here. Uh, Micah, let, let's start with you, man. Uh, the two-minute drill. Was a lot of fun to watch today. At the end of practice, you got involved in that along with Matt Bushman, and then a back shoulder fade uh, to uh, Talon Shumway. That personally, I enjoyed your celebration the most with the guitar riff. Uh, what what goes into that?
4: Uh, I really don't know. It just it was a field thing. I hear Tijon yell, so then I've run from across the field, and I just yell as well. And then yeah, celebrations is never predetermined. You <laughs> just. Whatever comes your way, so yeah, that was that was fun. But no, two minutes was fun. We uh, first time we did at this camp, so we'll
3: just keep getting better at it.
5: Now wait a minute, Tijon's always yelling,
3: though, right? Isn't he always yelling? Uh,
5: mainly after two minutes. Yeah, yeah, two minutes is serious, so that's when he yells the most. So, nah, Tijon's pretty cool. That's the homie. It's the big homie.
3: They, the big is an understatement. I think. Yeah.
5: <laughs> we are gonna call him the huge homie. I actually call him the big African, but yeah, that's big Tij. Big tease.
3: Okay, so how would you assess the running backs and your play through four days? I guess, yeah, practice number four today in fall camp. Yeah,
5: I think, we, uh, I think we've think we been doing a good job. Um, we probably uh, could get a little bit more work with uh, pass protection. Today the defense threw some blitzes at us, and I think we picked it up. Um, outside of pass protection, I think we're running the ball nice. Everybody's uh, trying to make better reads. I think everything's going smooth with us.
0: Let's go to the receivers now. Uh, I know that Matt Bushman and the tight ends are stealing a few of your passes. but uh, That's all right. How how would you assess the overall play of the wide receivers at this point?
4: I think we're doing well. I think uh, we do have some depth, like some good depth. We can rotate a lot of guys in and out. Um, We can get different looks out there. We can go all speed, you know. Aleva, uh, Jonah, Bo Tanner, me, we can all get out there. Or, you know, we can go a little bigger, more physical guys, you know, Akile, Talon, Neil, Pau. So, I mean, I think we're pretty deep, but we've done a good job. And, you know, it is it is fun having the Titans out there as well because they pull some attention to them. That gets us open, and then we pull some attention to us. It gets them the ball, so it's good. It's a good back-and-forth battle. You know, I just try to whisper in Tanner's ear in the huddle. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm open, I'm open. but, but uh... <laughs> A classic tale. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's been real fun, though. I love
3: being out here with these guys. What's it like not having to – you know, whisper in Tanner's ear and just have a play called for you sometimes.
5: Oh man, it's it's funny because uh, it's actually opposite. You know, Mike is actually whispering in my ear, trying to get me focused. Sometimes I just be in another world. He'll, hey, uh, squally, squally. I'm like, what's going on, bro? <laughs> <laughs> but nah, um, Tanner's a cool guy, man. He's a great leader. Um, I wish we could uh, get a little bit more routes from us. You know, because we got the greatest hands, better than receivers, tight ends. Had the best hands out there, so you know you put us out there in the, in the open, get us in space, make some moves, take it to the house, do what us running backs do naturally. Um, yeah, Micah, did you want to respond to that? Uh, no
4: comment. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no comment, man. We'll, we'll just leave it at that.
3: the veteran move. Micah's waiting for his time. Oh, no, no, but no, but seriously, how would you assess this guy's play, Micah Simon, in fall camp so far?
5: Dude, I've been a fan since uh, 2015. Um, was that when? You, when did you switch over? Was that when? Um, uh,
4: it was uh, Kalani's their first year. Was it? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, last last fall camp.
5: La- I no, think last, it was the spring.
4: Not this past spring, but the spring before that. Yeah, it's well, been you, a long year and a half.
5: Like he he came out, he he fell, he got up, and he made a diving catch. I was like, I'm a fan. I like that guy. Yeah. So I've been I've been a fan for what, what a year now. So yeah, I'm finna go. Caught me a 13 jersey. I'm just waiting for him to ball out so they release it. I'm going to go ahead and get a sign, autograph, everything. This dude's a man right here. Him, Levitate. If y'all know who Levitate Elevator is, it's a level. Hefo. He's a, he's another baller. But, yeah, him. All the receivers are Keeley, Shumway. But, yeah, my, my man, Mika. I mean, Micah. Oh. <laughs> Eric, it was all good until the end, right? <laughs> Eric Mika oh, Simmons. <laughs> yeah, How, hey, Bro, you know it's a reaction, bro. Come, my, absolutely, my absolutely.
0: How would you assess the play of Squally Canada right oh. now?
4: Uh, man, Squally's been doing a good job. You know, I know he could always run the ball, you know, find the gaps. He's been uh, getting a whole lot faster so he can take things to the house. But, uh, no, but, you know, running back's more than that. It's also, you know, catching the ball. Uh, I've been helping him out, catching on the machine, stuff like that. Um and then even I saw him today. He picked up some great blocks you know, to, you know, help me get the ball. So <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, Squally's been doing a great job. Excited to see him play
3: this season. Um, so yeah, it's been good. Okay, Mo Lange got some run on the D line. What did you see?
5: I seen um, four hundred pounds.
2: <laughs> I was
5: like, oh my goodness. Nah, he uh, I mean, um, this is he never played football before, right? Correct. Right. I mean, he, he's a big cat. once they say developing. He's going to be a great, great uh, run stop for us. So we just got to get, get him underneath his uh, – get him comfortable and get him used to the game of football, and he'll be a, a, great, a great asset for us on defense.
3: He's hard to miss. When you roll up <laughs> seven yards behind the line of scrimmage, it's hard to miss a guy like uh, yeah. that, right?
5: If I had to play him, I'm going straight at that man's knees. I don't think it would phase him, but I'm going to go all 205 pounds right at his kneecaps, torpedo, helmet, all that. And I don't care if he's being touched already. We high-lowing.
3: <laughs> that's, that's less than half his weight. As <laughs> <Just,
5: laughs> if I'm the other team, he's, yeah. he's my team. I, ain't do I was like, that's mean, man. I ain't going to do him like that. I, I, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a big cat. You can't, you can't miss him. He, he's huge. What do you anticipate
0: in year two under Ty Detmer's offense in, form, in terms of improvement? Like, if you could pick, like, one area you know you've improved from last year to this year, what would it be?
4: Oh, man, hard. Just hard to say since – you know, I redshirted, I watched all the games, you know, went and rewatched them on film. But I mean, I think it's different once you're actually out there and you've kinda gone through it. So probably like guys like Jonah, Aleva, like they were out there, they're hearing, they're listening to what, you know, Ty's calling and, you know, what Coach Cahoon is saying. So, uh but I don't know, maybe if I had to just pick one thing, I'd probably just say they're probably just overall more comfortable, you know. you know before this coach Demmer was you know calling high school plays and you know it's different but I mean he won the Heisman he threw for so many thousands of yards here so he uh it's not hard for him to just just you know adapt to it so uh yeah I'm sure they're all just more comfortable they know kind of what to bring out of us how to handle us since we've been in the system they know how to coach us and things like that um so yeah they're just more comfortable and uh I think as players, we're more comfortable with them as well. You know, you just – over time, it's just how it is.
3: Has Jamal Williams given you any advice as the kind of incumbent number one guy at running back here?
5: I uh, just actually texted Jamal yesterday. He not gave me any advice, though. <laughs> Come on, <yeah>. Jamal. <laughs> nah, we just – it's more like motivation. Like, all right, bro, he text me, send me some clips, can't post them. I don't even think I should told you guys, but yeah, he'll show me some some of his his artwork out there on the football field, and I just rewatch it over and over, and I just try to learn something from him, and um, I'll send him some film to me, and but he won't he won't respond and say you should do this or you should do that, but <clears throat> we just hype each other up. I will tell him good luck, you know, keep balling out there. That's it. No type of hey, you should watch out for this or you should do that. Nah, but uh, my man will. It's been really helping me with that so will has been doing a great job of making sure i know what's going on and making sure i'm getting the right reads and picking up the right blitzers and my pass protection is it has improved because of will just over three weeks before it goes full speed against portland state are you ready
4: very excited very ready it's hard to say well no i'm ready but it's just been four days of practice so <laughs> still got a long ways to go but if the game was tomorrow I would be very excited, very ready to go out there. So,
5: And how are you feeling, Spence? Oh, I can't wait. Hey, man, I'm, I want to go out there and make big plays and score a touchdown, ah, throw up the city, all that. You know. I can't wait, man. Portland State is going to be a game. not going to overlook them. I actually uh, try to start watching film on them already. So I can't wait, man. It's going to be a, a fun day for all of us, me, Micah, and the rest of, rest of the teammates. We've actually been talking about this in spring ball, how we were like, Bro, I can't wait till we get in the season. We can celebrate with each other. Yeah, like, you know, yeah.
4: I got to wait for you to come off the field to celebrate with you. So now. It, wow, you're not no. going to be on the field with me? I'm talking about that's how it was oh, last year. okay, Yeah, I, yeah. Come on, bro. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm like, wow.
5: Whoa. Like, so
4: now it's, you know, you score. I just block for you.
5: Oh. Uh, <laughs> hey, I apologize. I went back and watched him. I kind of ran into your back the other day or something. I'm sorry, bro. Minutes, I didn't so. see it. It's fine. That's on I me, mean, bro.
0: This what we do. We're working we out we issues, heal wounds, and work
3: out it free. Pre uh, game issues. All part yeah. of BYU Sports yeah.
0: Nation. All right. Two for the price one. Thanks, guys.
3: Oh yeah, appreciate oh, yeah. it. Thank you for Always having Always love us. talking to you guys. Oh yeah.
0: Micah Simon and Squally Cannon. I told you you wouldn't be disappointed. And bringing we, are, teammates we together. are bringing teammates together on BYU Sports what Nation. We do. Which side of the football team will perform best in 2017? You think it's those two guys in the offense or the BYU defense? Hashtag BYUSN. Up next. You do not want to miss what's about to happen. Picture day. Superlatives for BYU football. Most likely to do what?
1: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Lint, Jason Shepard
0: live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play, our daily rebroadcast
1: on weeknights at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Do not miss the debut of Behind the Mic with Greg Rebell tonight on BYU Radio. Every week, one-hour show, Wednesday evening, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 Mountain. Do not miss it. This guy right here, Spencer Linton, is going to be Greg's very first guest.
0: Yeah, what's happening currently, and what about some Cougars from the past? Yeah, it's going to be a fun show. Tom Holmo, Chad Lewis also involved in that show, 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain Time on BYU Radio. Which side of the football team will perform best in 2017, offense or defense? At Jake R. Kemp says, defense will have a better year, but offense will shock people with how much better it is in 2017. Get ready for some manga magic. I like it. Let's stay optimistic. It's picture day for BYU football, and we've been telling you about it all show. Now it's time to do something that I've been looking forward to for a very long time. Picture day superlatives. Roll it out. Let's start with number one, Riley Bird, handsome devil. Most likely to play Buckwheat in BYU's
1: production of Little Rascals. How do you argue with that? Looking at that hair. That's spot on. You know what? The funny thing is, when I think of Buckwheat, I don't think of Buckwheat from Little Rascals. I think of Eddie Murphy as Buckwheat. (laughs) Now that's funny. We will tweet all of these out for all of you
0: just listening to be able to participate on social media. Number
1: two, we're off to a good start. Marvin Hefo, most likely to have achy, breaky heart on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> shave the mullet and this all goes away, Marvin. Hey, by the way, that song, Achy, Breaky Heart, came out in 92. There is no chance that Marvin was born Marvin, in shave the mullet and all of this
0: goes away, my friend. It all goes away. <laughs> Number three. Oh, yes, our good friend Matt Foley. Most likely to live in a van down by the river. <laughs> that has nothing to do with anything that we've seen on Saturday
1: Night Live. <laughs> Shout out to the Foley family. <laughs> Number four. Matt Foley. Chris Wilcox. Most likely to vote for Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> I love Chris, for the record.
0: That mustache, though, is was the sealer. He's rocking right? it, though. That was the sealer right there. Vote for Pedro. (laughs) Number five. And our good friend, (laughs) Molangi. Most likely to be slain by David.
1: (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) We have a a bonus round, don't we? Tell me there's one more. Let's go. Number six. Number six. Johnny Linehan. Most likely to bring up 4th and 19 before you do. You ruined the segment, Jason. (laughs) What? I just read it. That's a red card. Uh, It's not coming from me. I just read what was... Did you say 4th and 19? Yes, but it wasn't coming from... It wasn't
0: originating from me. You know the rules. You know the rules. You're done for this segment. Are you serious? You need to take a break. You're done for the... Get off the set. Unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) You're done for this segment. Red card to Jason Shepard. Unbelievable. (laughs) Fourth and 19. Get out of here. Which side of the football team will perform best in 2017, offense or defense? I wonder if Jason's really going to come back. I guess you'll find out along with me in a couple of minutes. Also, Jacob Brugman kept his hit streak alive in the major leagues. What did he extend it to? And the latest from BYU golfers and the Utah women's state amateurs. Stay with us. Red card. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Shout out to Greg Revel, Micah Simon, Squally Canada for joining us as our guest today on BYU Sports Nation and to all of the BYU football players who are good sports.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Because we know we've got it coming now, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I would like to thank you for allowing me back in the studio. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, you know, it was just a short time out. But I had to teach you a lesson. It's
1: fine. It's fine. I, I had to teach you a lesson. I think it's ridiculous, but I, it's fine. <laughs> Just move past Do you need to leave again? No, 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 no. no. Did you learn your Everything lesson? Is good. Everything is good. We're okay, good. We're fine. good. Let's whip it. Whoops! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Today is day six of BYU football training camp. As we've talked about on the show, after practice, the team will take part in its annual photo day. Sporting News released
0: their college football bowl projection list they have the BYU Cougars facing the Panthers of Pittsburgh in the Independence Bowl
1: appropriate for BYU on December 27th Cougars in the NFL Jamal Williams took first team reps during practice yesterday for the Green Bay Packers elsewhere Saitautu was waived by the New Orleans Saints Cougars in the major
0: leagues. How about Jacob Brugman? One for four with a run scored in an Oakland A's loss
1: to the San Francisco Giants, but Brugman extends his hit streak to four games. Keep it up, Bruggy. Golf. Today's the second day of the 111th Utah Women's State Am. Kendra Dalton sits in first at three under par, and Kennedy tied for second, and Annie Yang tied for ninth. All three are currently on the course. Soccer. Begins practice today. The ladies, currently on
0: Southfield. They are set to have their blue and white game this Saturday evening. Check them out on Southfield. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. Wow. and you need the most, DexterLod.com. Who deserves the Rise and Shout today, Jason? How about, how about we give it to Squally and Micah? Okay. Okay. Yeah, for getting through a tough interview. Yeah. Bringing their differences uh, to an even keel. Working through some things. Uh, yeah. And I, I'd also like to give it to you, Jason Shepard. Because? Because Aww. of what you gave to us early in the show. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Jason Shepard, most likely to skip leg day.
1: Oh, <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> that's you, my glamour shot. Like that. Like, let's be honest. If it was going to happen, that's exactly what it would look like. Did this to yourself, right? You know, you know this oh, is how we roll,
0: man. man. <laughs> that, that picture,
1: is... <laughs> Shep, We want people to watch the show and listen to the show. This is not helping the cause. Glamour shots. Somebody at glamour shots is like. Did, did you take that? That's a good one. <laughs> High-def cameras for the win. Let's go.
0: Our Twitter question today, who's most likely to skip leg day? Now, which side of the football team will perform best in 2017, offense or defense? Let's go to the Twitter machine. You've got tweets. At G. Hansen 25. I'd say the defense because more returning defensive players, especially at the linebacker position. The linebackers – are kind of the trump card for a lot of fans in this. Oh, have you seen the linebackers? It's going to be the defense. I wouldn't be so sure. This offense, they feel like they have some things to prove.
1: Absolutely. Uh, at laser sheep, defense. I feel like the key to dominance this year is getting into the backfield. I feel like the emphasis is there and the mindset. If the defensive line can perform
0: Outperform what they did last year with Sione Takitaki and Corbin Kafusi and Tavita Mounga and Handsome Tanielu. And I mean, Greg mentioned there are 10 guys right now that Eli Satuayaki would feel comfortable playing. One name, Mo. Mo, big Mo. Big Mo as well. I mean, come on! If the defensive line can perform well, watch out for the BYU defense. Our elite tweet of the day from at one bald Cairo dog. <laughs> Which side is Mo Longy on? Yeah.
1: That's what I'm saying. Oh. What hashtag saying? massive steamroller, hashtag massive barricade. Hey, conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Don't forget, use the hashtag BYUSN, the show always on demand. BYUSN.com.
0: Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app for Jason. I am Spencer. Shout out to Scott Colley. Nice. We're back to work tomorrow at New <laughs> Eastern. Jason.